Welcome to Killer Cuts and Sick Tapes. What's up, guys? It's your boy, Handsome Fister. I'm chilling with my boy, Mad, and we are back with another Killer Cuts and Sick Tapes. Mad, what's up, man? How you been? Uh, uh, thinking about how you force this on me, mostly. Yeah, well, I did. And so this is what we're <laughs> going to talk about because I was listening to this album previously before I had chosen to talk about it. And it is Caskey Black Sheep 4. Now, Mad has, uh, Mad hates mixtapes, I think. No, no, not true. <laughs> not true. <laughs> I actually, uh, I'm trying to think of his name. Uh, uh, one of the guys from uh, the the Top Dog crew. Why can't I think of his name? Five Dog? No, no, no. Uh, uh, God. Uh, the the one I I can't the one who always has to wear glasses because he has a, an eye condition. Yeah, I just can't think of his name. I know I can't, but about. I I loved his mixtape. So no, I I do enjoy mixtapes. I don't enjoy bad mixtapes. <laughs> so no, I I didn't think it was bad. No, there was some songs that I could like leave out. Like, I mean, how many songs is there? Uh, let's see. Let me go down the list. Nineteen. Eighteen. Eighteen. So I I yeah. So eighteen songs. Eighteen is eighteen songs is way too long for a. Right, especially in especially in this day and age where there's like little to no attention span from an audience. Yeah, but for the songs that he should have left off, I think that there is some great songs on here, and uh, I'm actually a super fan. And uh, the reason I started listening to Caskey actually was the Trunk Music Three um, verse that he did because when Caskey first came out, I didn't have any appreciation for his music to be honest. I hadn't even heard of the guy. So as soon as I heard that, then I'm like, you know what? Like, like we had talked about on that one, he went hard on that verse. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to listen to this dude and see if it's, see if he's in my opinion, grown as an artist. And so since this was the, the most recent album and it came out shortly after Trump music three, I, uh, I had got it in and I, you know, listened to it, but, um, I think we both can agree that his albums are better than the mixtape. Yeah, that's it's it's not even a it's not even a thing. Uh, and the person I was thinking was Absol. Oh, Absol! Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Long term okay. mentality is an amazing album. S send me the link. I'll, I'll send me the uh, link. I'll, I'll check it out. A, he has a song called "Loosen My Tie," which he he has multi. He actually like. It, he talks about actual Mai Tais in it in there. Oh, it, okay. He actually goes places like pun wise without it being bad. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So, so back to Caskey and Black Sheep Four. Um uh I'm actually like I said, I'm actually super uh happy that um I heard him on Trump Music Three because I would have never heard this. And there's uh out of the 18 songs, there's there's seven that have made it to a playlist of mine. And then there's a couple that if, uh, if I heard again, I, I wouldn't be upset. Um, but you wouldn't remember them either. 
Right. And then there's some that shouldn't have made it, period. So I'm going to start with the song Madman. Honestly, the lyrics in that, uh, they were standard and I was fine with it. The, yeah. weird, the weird pauses in the production, though, was a problem. So the thing that I liked about it was how he flowed to it. His flow was really good. I um, I actually liked the Joker reference in the chorus, but I didn't like the Batman. Like, it's either be one or the other. Yeah, you that know was what I'm true. saying? But his, his flow was, was outstanding. The hook was pretty good. And, and the beat, the bass and the, you know, like that beat, like I could just ride to it. And it seemed very, um, like it, if you're from the hood, like that's something you're going to bang to when you're, you know, just doing your thing right i can yeah yeah no no we didn't we i didn't come from a place where we banged stuff like that no it was uh cannibal corpse turned all the way up to 11 in a crappy car doing donuts in a field that's yeah. very very different yeah see see what i'm <laughs> what, what i'm what i'm talking about is when you're driving down grashit or eight mile and you have like the 76 cutlass boat with like 24s on it and you got a system but the doors have rust holes in them you know like this is like it's very it's very urban it's very um he has a very urban flow especially for somebody who is more repping the south right but That's, he, which is like that does give him some character right but but honestly is he repping the south like He's from like he's originally from Florida. Now I get it. That's in the South, but that's not considered the South. Well, that's the dirty South, man. Like there's the South. There's like this the the we still have Confederate flag South, and then there's the dirty swampy South. Yeah, but I mean, like if you think about it, though, like if you think about like Orlando, Miami area, you got your Rick Rosses, you got your Trick Daddies, you got those guys who well, like, you, you know, wouldn't consider them like Southern rappers. Uh, you also have your Denzel Curry's. All right, I'll let you have that one. Yeah, no, there, there's some a, a lot of dark stuff that can't come out of Florida. It's and, just oh, absolutely. It's, it's, it's just that the popular stuff always overpowers. Right. Um, also, I just wanted to say what I really don't like about the Joker Batman thing is it's really, really easy to fix it. Yeah, he. Yeah, that could have been. You know, maybe I think I'm the Joker. Maybe I think I'm Batman. I guess I'm just two faced. Yeah, right something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right there, I just did that off my brain, just because I actually know the characters. <laughs> right. No, I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure, like he was probably watching like Dark Knight, and he was like, "Huh, riding around like I'm Batman, oh, tattoos on my face," because you know, like the Heath Ledger's actual scars in the Dark Knight. He was thinking Suicide Squad. Don't fool yourself. All right, I'll give you that. <laughs> don't don't lie to yourself. Damn it! <laughs> I just I just didn't like Jared Leto. I don't. Mm. I actually do not mind that version. I think it's interesting. All right, so we, we're gonna we're gonna have to talk about that on a GF One podcast, my brother. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I said it was interesting. I didn't say good. I didn't say bad. But it was definitely a new take. And let's face okay. it, sir. Some people. The Joker has been hitting to the ground so many times. You need something new every once in a while. Right. Absolutely. I get it. It was way different than what what the norm is. So the second track I want to talk about was simply uh, based off of 
the reason why I started listening to Caskey, which was Remember, that was featuring Yellow Wolf. Now, that made it to a playlist of mine just because Caskey beat someone's ass and then stepped over him and washes, washed the dishes in the first verse. I thought that was so hard. I'm like, dude, like, I've actually seen some people get their ass whooped and then, like, someone go and vacuum their car after they whoop someone's ass. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could see that. Yeah, it, well, here's this is the thing. The Caskey verse is kind of good. The Yellow Wolf verse is terrible. Hmm, I could take it or leave it. And towards the end, it gets weirdly political, and you're like, "Where did that come from?" Well, yeah, where he was talking about Yellow Wolf. Yeah, where he was talking you about know, it, like, if if Trump dies, then my kids will yeah battle for the twenty two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, um, dude, I, you can make political songs. I don't mind. I don't really don't even care what, what your positions are. Just don't put it in a ghetto gangster song. Or if you do make it relevant to the, the song, you just all of a sudden start talking about it. Right. It, it's, it's like if you just woke up from your weed nap and started going, you know, the, the border wall. That's what happened. And right. I, that's a pro, like that like like you said most of my stuff on uh I have written down are just legitimate words. Yeah, like those are those are legitimate gripes. Now so what I the, the next track that I want to talk about is simply No, I know. I know that's the one I was going to say because we both had talked about it pre-production and collect calls the the lyrics were absolute trash. They are Abysmal. It was like it was like he was just like he was like fuck it. I need a filler. So I know you wrote down some lyrics that you thought were absolute trash, and I am dying to hear which ones they are. See if okay. they match. The level to me is this is when Little Wayne is bad levels, and when Little Wayne is bad, he's bad. You know that. Yes. Shitting on them like a diaper, how I pull up on they ass. Makes no sense. Not only does it not make sense, stop rappers. You're a rapper. Stop talking about feces. It's old. It's over. Right. Like, I, yeah, like, yeah. I actually like, use the word feces. That would actually be new. Right. If Well, Ludacris says, Ludacris has used the word feces and so has 50 Cent. Yeah, but in at least yeah, but how many others like how many like people don't do wordplay with it? There's feces, there's you call it scat, you can call you can call excrement. There's so many different words that mean that. Right. Um the worst one though that uh, to me at least swear that they've been spying on me Austin Powers. Just Austin comma Austin Powers. There's no follow up just that this so so that is a so that is a direct copy off like a little wayne drake because they do that shit all the time what that's what I, that's what i was saying like this is this is drake and little wayne at their worst right leveled and i i'm trying to remember like this is like so there's some little wayne songs that i just like they make me vomit like the one where he's talking about how his bitches love him. I I just wanted to die. Shut up, little Wayne. Just shut the 
fuck up. <laughs> the th- so, so the one thing that, that used to drive me crazy about hip hop being an artist yeah. is like, how much can you talk about like the shit that you have? Like, when are people going to be like, you know what? I don't give a fuck what you have. Like, tell me what you're going through. Like, be, be real with me. That's. And that's when Drake's good. And that, and that's also what little Wayne. Whoa, whoa, whoa. About, Say that again. That is when Drake is good. When he right. does that. <laughs> I, you guys seem to think I hate Drake. I just think he is overplayed and overdone right now. And it needs to change things up. Oh, I get it. I get it. I know that you're not a you're not a, a hater of his, but you're not a super fan. Not no. But not, like when not, he's when he's going into his like actual troubles, it, it it's legitimately good. When he's talking about saying God's plan over and over, he should he should just be taken out and shot. You see, so, that's where it goes. So so <laughs> so so my favorite Drake was his was his mixtape that he got signed with. Yeah, well, yeah, that's definitely more the most interesting thing he's done with the song like successful and stuff like that. And then uh, the one with Marvin's room, I forgot. Take care. That was yeah. a good project. So um, I also wanted to give a special mention to the next track on the list. Better by myself. Yeah, because I was going to talk about that one next. Actually, I really like that song. Yeah, um, I went through the lyrics. Oh, boy. I, I do not know a single thing about this relationship. It is detailless. Right. Besides it being toxic. That's it. You know, it's going to be toxic because the title better by myself, but I but, think, I think, so I know as an artist that like, there's some times that you just don't know how to, um, or, like for instance, I've made songs before where it was a like it was called uh, uh, the one that got away, mm-hmm. and uh, like I I totally left it completely open because I didn't think that the one that got away would be like a forever got away thing. You know what I'm saying? Like I w- it was still like a work in progress, but it just felt like you know like it was a lost cause. And that's that's where I that's where I got this one. You get you get this from the perspective of someone who writes stuff like this. I get it from the consumer perspective of there's so many toxic love songs in the world. What makes yours different? Okay, I get that. So we we just viewed it from a different point of view. Yeah, and you can see from my point of view that is a real problem. Yeah, I can see that because it was like, all right, so what makes your situation different than you know, you know Joe blows down yeah. the street. Right, yeah, like okay, so you're in a toxic relationship. I get that, I get it, but I mean, half of my apartment building's in a toxic relationship. Right, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. What I mean, you're different here, really. But I mean, uh, the flow, the flow was nice. The beat was nice. Um, I, I like the cadence. I like, I like the cadence that he does. You know, like I, I think I look at music a, a lot of times. So this is probably a curse of mine. I look at music on the technical side of it and I, and I I don't look at it on a consumer side because like there's artists like Vic Mensa that like a lot of people don't, aren't really into, but I'm super into him because of his technical ability. I I, see you're, I get that. I am a huge fan of technical death metal. 
Yes, yes. Aggressive death metal and stuff like that. But I also know when there isn't actually a spark of creativity behind it. Right. Okay. And that's the problem. That's that's as a consumer, you can see that. And yes. that, that is an and I mean, if you're making songs for yourself, that's absolutely fine. Right. But if you're trying to advertise it, you need to work on it. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, I get it. I mean, I get it. But I look at it like this, like this song could be like a prequel to another song that's coming out on another album. And he could elaborate further. If he makes a song called Better By Myself Too, and he goes further into it and gives the detail, like, would you look at this song differently? If there's anything worse than a generic rom-com, it's generic rom-com that you only saw the first half of. Right on. All right, I, <laughs> I mean, you know, you know, it's funny. You're the rapper. My metaphors are generally on point. Right. <laughs> um, I actually want to, this actually brings me into a problem I have with the, with the album overall is the beats are generic. They sure. are. They're very similar. I'll they give are, you that. They, they are standard trap fare. Yes. That's a, and and that's a detriment. Part of part of the thing to me is we, we keep talking about how good his flow is. Yep. The problem is if you don't have something in the flow and you have generic beats, what do you have? If all I feel like a lot of rap these days is getting by on flow alone, and that's a problem for me. So this is this is what this is how I see it, right? Because you have so much of the like the mumble rap making it, and like the 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 music where the the tracks outshine the artist. Mm -hmm. That when you get an artist like Caskey, who's actually like rap, rapping his ass off. You know what I'm saying with the flow, the cadence, and fucking riding the beat and, and stuff like that. Like, I give mad props for that because most guys are too lazy to even do that. Yeah, uh, I, I I can I can see that if you're comparing it to a lot of the mumble rap coming out. Honestly, there's some mumble rap I don't even mind. It's fine, whatever. But as I mean, oh, I was trying to explain this to a friend of mine, so. Like MCs and, and lyrical MCs, like such as like say myself and like Royce Five Nine guys from Detroit, like especially in Detroit, like there I was booed off a stage once, or really early on in my career because I didn't take the time to master my craft before I shared it. And so, like I look at the the a lot of the mumble rap and a lot of the other stuff is people are not mastering the craft of like crafting a song using good flow using a good a good cadence a good you know what i'm saying F riding on the beat properly and so when i see somebody that does it especially on a mixtape it it means something to me there there's connection and respect you have because of your background i totally can understand that and right. when i did get into hip-hop which was late uh I got into guys like Aesop Rock. Yeah, but I mean, I liked him. Too. I liked him too because because he, he was a tactician. But in him, I never want him to ever write a normal song ever. Right. 
if I can understand the song, like what he's talking about the first time around, he has failed. <laughs> like that's the kind of guy he is. Right. I get it. Like, or LP and, or like, like I grew up with the alternative hip hop stuff and learning, oh, there's way more to this than I thought. Right. And like, even like my local guys, which, um, yeah, Milo, who is a weirdo, like straight up, like Milo's from Milwaukee, that weird guy who does the weird shit. Dude, send me some of his stuff because I want to hear it. And uh, one guy you might be kind of familiar with. Oh, Brother Ali. Oh, I love Brother Ali. Oh, he's such a tactician. Oh, my God. But it's all, but even if he wasn't a tactician, it's the content. Well, yeah, the he's way, a, he's a, he's a backpacker hip hop head. Like he is like, I am a white albino from Wisconsin who loves, who is, you know, did you know he's like 90% blind too? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that actually happens to a lot of uh, people. So, and, and, and like, did you see his five fingers of death on Sway in the morning? Absolutely. Oh, I was about to say. Trust me. Uh, trust me. I As soon as I discovered Rhyme Series was a, a label, I kind of just started going through everything they had. <laughs> right. And And then it's like, okay. The undisputed truth. I'm gonna listen to this now. Okay, uh, where's Morning in America? That just came out. That's in my now. Get that now, <laughs> you know. But it's right. like, uh, uh, how many times are you gonna find, uh, you know, uh, albino Muslim from the M- Midwest rapping? You're right. not. Right. That's right. That question. <laughs> and right, even, sure. even even the Minneapolis scene is very different because you got like POS and Doomtree up there. And that is also more on the side of originality and adding art, like adding the idea of it as what is this an art of, as opposed to a technicality. Right. And I think that's, 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 that's what Lake Michigan divides right there. Right. Exactly. Like, so, because like I come from an, I come from a place that is uh, like super kind of ghetto and gangster. And so, like, I have more, I have, like, I technically have more appreciation for, like, an album like this than I do other stuff, just because of the background that I grew up in, right? And I have the opposite going on, because I I ended up finding weird stuff, like, going, everybody listened to the same thing, everybody, like, I did not grow an appreciation for any country music growing up, because I just wanted to die, because it was everywhere all the time. Right. Backwoods. I've grown to appreciate some of it now, but it's it, it like it's more of a I rejected the area I grew up in and you embrace the area you grew up in. Right. So I I so I've I've rejected the completely bland normal things of any any type. So I guess that's why this works. Uh, but we do need to move on. Yes, absolutely. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was about to say, like, I'm going to move, like, I'm moving all the way down to camera phone unless you got something to say about anything between uh, uh, better, better By Myself and camera phone. Uh, I mean, do you want me to say the thing I found on Some Shit Never Change? Yeah, go ahead. Let him, let them know what you what you found uh, on that because that was, that uh, was funny. Uh, where was that? I got I got, That one I didn't write down because I just sent it to you immediately. 
Oh, here, hold on. Let me see. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, because I was like, "What the hell did just happen?" Yeah, it was some about some about him smoking something, and yeah. we we both got a laugh out of it. Yeah, because I was <laughs> like, "Is that an actual term?" <laughs> right? I because I think I think that was like my literal question. Oh, where was it? Like smoke up or smoke down or something? Yeah, it was something weird like that. And it was crazy. Yeah, it was some like it is a very dull track to begin with, and yeah. that gets stuck stuck out. Always sell some weed because I gotta outsmoke too much reefer. That have you ever outsmoked something? I've never outsmoked something. I smoke, right? But I've never outsmoked something, right? For sure, <laughs> that's not a thing, right? <laughs> that's. It's not a thing, Kasky. You're lying. Right, you exactly. Lying? So, yeah. All right. So let, I, I, I just wanted to get that out there because that was just so funny. Right. So uh, camera phone. If you're going to get freaky with your girl, this is a song for you because it is absolute like freak fest. And yeah. like... I didn't listen. I didn't listen to it for like the first two or three weeks because I was too busy on the other tracks. But camera phone, I was like, "Ooh." While the beat holds it back, let me let me finish. Yep. This is dirty enough to be sung by the early weekend. Yes, it is. And while a lot of people know the cleaner type of weekend stuff, if you listen to his early stuff. Honestly, it'll can make you queasy, right? Because <laughs> right. he is a freak. <laughs> yes, I loved it. So, so the weekend, right? Yeah. When he was like paired up with Drake, when it was OVO XO, like those two were awesome. Like I, I got a mixtape when I was up in Toronto with the two of them a long time ago, and I wish I still had it, and I wish they would promote it. But anyway, that's besides the point. But so I can appreciate that one on a lyrical level, not so much a musical one. Yeah, I mean, sometimes sometimes it's all about the nasty shit that they're saying, right? Because I mean, it's some shit that I look. Romance novels sell for a reason. Yes, and, and so pornography. Yes, one of my favorite things. Also, uh, if you want to see the funniest feeds ever. Start following porn stars on Twitter. I, it is the funny. They are the funniest people ever because they do not care. Right, and uh, so I did that on Instagram for a little bit, and uh, that that I had to. I mean, because every time I turn like turn on my Instagram, like you know, there's just a, I got kids, so it just so happens I'll have a kid. Yeah, my yeah, no, I, I don't have that issue. So to me, it's just like, uh, it's just all comedy to me. Right. So, um. I, I imagine we're going to voice of God next. Yes. So I, I understand the first verse seems like it, it is slow, but when he actually raps, it was like, man, I could hear the ability and the talent in that track. I was like, yes. I was like, this is what the game is missing. Like when he raps, like he really raps. Like we can't take that away from him. I haven't tried. No, you haven't. I'll give you. I'll give you credit for that. It, it's it's basically like the production that you have a problem with. Production and that a lot of this is too monotone. 
Right. A lot and, of this is completely flow, and a lot of it is all filler lyric. Right. And and so like, but it, it you know, one of the greatest hip hop artists of all times is notorious for picking garbage beats. Nas. True, but that's also his. He's also mastered making garbage beats into things. Right, and and so I don't. Nasty does not have that skill level. I mean, sorry. well, I mean, nobody's <laughs> Nas, man. I mean, Nas is barely Nas anymore. Well, he's a, he's a shell now, right? But I mean, but like, voice yeah. the guy, the beat was good, the bass was good. So if you're listening to it in your car and you're riding around on a summer day, you know, like it, it made sense to me. It makes sense now. I mean, I just. I get that this probably means a lot to people, but it means nothing to me. Right. I get it. I get it. It, it, That's it. That's it. That's it. It's not even a religious thing. It's that this, this type of situation he's describing isn't like, I get addiction. I get that kind of thing. Trust me that that's all around here. My has all been around my life. This is just not how people deal with it here. Right. This is not the, this is not how that works. People aren't functioning drug addicts here. Right. They are either functional or not. <laughs> right. Those are your lines. There is this, uh, you know, I want, I'm nervous. So I want coding today. No, no, you don't get to choose your life and what your choices are. Right. If you were, if you were addicted and you were breaking into that gas station today, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the Milwaukee lifestyle. <laughs> but, but I mean, a, a superstar, well, you know, he's on tour right now. And so I follow him on Instagram now. And, and like, he's just a really cool dude. Like Caskey's cool as fuck. It's- and, and, uh, <clears throat> I, you know, we, we hear this all the time with, with musicians and artists. Like once you get reach a certain level, like you could pick and choose your drug that day. Yeah. It's just don't try and do that on a track that I, you're trying to personally connect people with because they can't do that. Right. I mean, but uh, you can only go, I'm rich, bitch, so much before we're like, shut up, you bitch. Right. That hence, hence our issues with Wayne. Yes. A lot of times. And I'm a huge little Wayne fan. He's actually one of my Six favorites. Foot, seven foot is amazing. Yes, oh my god, with Corey Guns. Yeah. Well, Corey Guns didn't get at his due, and that pisses me off. Well, I mean, neither did uh neither did uh uh the other one, the young kid, like that's still there. God, what's his name? Anyway. The guy that we can't even remember because Wayne stole his soul, probably. That right. Guy. That yeah, guy. Yeah, 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 that guy. That guy. <laughs> I mean, he was oh. like it was he was like 13 and he signed and like and the, and then and, and I don't want to get people the impression that I don't think Caskey has it in him to be interesting. Energy from Saturn was awesome. Right. And and Generation was awesome. Like, Energy from Saturn, do you know why I loved it so much? I went, this is Kid Cudi at his best type stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, super talented. But, but-, but also with Kid Cudi, he has his, why did you make this, man? Right, they all do. Like, uh, like actually, is hit day and night. Like, I, you know, like that's not the kid Cuddy I know. 
It but, isn't, but it is. I can see why it caught on at least. Yeah, because I mean, so you know the old saying in music, right? The reason why the Beatles were so popular is because they repeated, you know, the same six lyrics, you know, three hundred times, and it caught on. You know, because memory. Yeah, no, you know, it's. I, I know the theory. I, I, with the Beatles, it it's a little different because they actually started out as a skiffle band, right? Which is a form of jug band, right? So, yeah, Matt, how how they went from that to being the Beatles is anyone's guess. <laughs> it's called marketing and distribution. Not really. Like they are an anomaly. Like I trust me. I grew up with a mom who was obsessed with the Beatles. I know my history on them. Oh, I'm sure. I don't even want to. Yeah, I wouldn't even fight fight on that one or argue that point. So, last but not least, and then I'll get to my summary of the album, and then you could do a summary. All right. Is adios. This song is so gangster, and oh no, this is a middle finger of a song, totally. Yes, and like I was like, hell yes, because for the his whole career, I've listened to all of his music up until Adios, since I you know re-listened to him, right? Mm -hmm. And he had never had like a fuck you song to anybody, and that's why I can appreciate this because you know what, like even like Baby doesn't put you know Cash Money doesn't put anything behind him, Little Wayne didn't put anything behind him. It was like. It was like, yeah, all right, we'll, we'll sign this white boy just so he doesn't blow up f through somebody else. And so this is, I honestly think that this is a fuck you to cash money. He's just, you know what I'm saying? I wish he would have opened with this rather than ended. Uh, I ended with my best song on my album. See, and I, I, I think that's backwards. I think while the idea of having a strong finish on certain albums has an appeal. I think leading with a song that's a fuck you to the label would have been a billion times more powerful. Right. You would have you would have picked him go, okay, what's he so pissed about? Then you learn about him, go, oh, that's why he's pissed. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So <laughs> and I mean in this you're like, I've learned like your life story. I'm kind of sick of you. And I guess you have a middle finger. I guess. Right. See now <laughs> See, now, I think part of the part of the problem that we have when we go through these projects, Matt, is 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 like we will listen to them on repeat for like the two or three weeks in preparation. Yeah, this this was a three weeker, people. So don't think I didn't listen. Right, and and I've been listening to it for eight weeks, so don't think I didn't listen. But I think that I think that works against us sometimes. Because we have too much time to get into it and dive into it, and you know what I'm saying, and 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 that is why my brain bleach playlist exists. Right, you got to send that to me so I could use it too. So yeah, I, I don't know if it would work for you. Is the question? <laughs> I'm not sure if you can sit through the entirety of Scavenger of Human Sorrow by Death. <laughs> I mean, hey. <laughs> It's a, a bit not in your direction. <laughs> right. So I'll close this up and uh and then you could do a summary on it. And then we'll talk about the next next show if you want. Absolutely. Uh do your closer, man. All right. So Caskey Black Sheep 4. 
in my opinion, it is like a, a seven and a half out of ten. And the reason it got low marks is because it had too many songs for you know, way too many songs. So that means that there was way too many fillers. Um, but the flow was the flow was awesome. The cadence was awesome. The technicality was good. On for the most part, it, he was lyrically sound. For the most part, um, but the production all sounded the same. And and I get it. He used like three only three producers on this, but like I said, like I said throughout the whole show, like there is probably four or five songs that have made it to a permanent playlist of mine, and I am excited to hear what Caskey has coming up due to like this project and generation his last project so um i'm really excited about this uh project and i was happy that i i found him through trunk music uh found him again rediscovered him and so he i've become a, a fan i'm a caskey fan I'm, I'm gonna say it and i mean like there was at least a bright spot in having to listen to trunk music three <laughs> uh, yeah 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 <laughs> One hundred percent. Oh God, Mac was so pissed the way I was talking about trap music and that. Well, I mean, think about it. He's a, he's a trap head, which is totally fine. Like I said, like I, I'm the one who keeps posting like Denzel Curry stuff on our Discord. I love him. I you know I I do get trap sometimes. Like I don't get uh, like bad and bougie and stuff, but. But, you know, that's a different thing to me. Right. Um, I would say I'm not going to give this a number because I don't feel confident it would do. I could rate it that way. What I'm going to say is if you want to make someone a Caskey fan, do not let this be their first album. Uh-huh. You, you, you got in because listening to him on another track on a different thing entirely. Right. But if somebody just handed you this, you would have given up like halfway through. Cause he sparked your interest in something else. So you're like, okay. Yeah. Well, you know, to be fair to Caskey though, as soon as I got to Madman, like the first two tracks, I would have been like, ah. but as soon as I got to track three Madman, I would have been like, all right, I'll listen to a couple more. I have less faith in the public to get that <laughs> that they would even get that far. Wow. Wow. You think they'd actually get that far? I've seen people throw away CDs just because the first two songs didn't kick them in the teeth. It's amazing how short people are that way. I mean, but like you can understand my where I'm like, if you're going to introduce somebody to this artist. Do not let it be like a numbered mixtape for one. That is always a bad decision. Right. Always. I mean, you don't have to lead them off with their penultimate work. I'm not saying that. But if you want to have a fellow fan, do do not have them do this one first. They will not understand it like I didn't understand it. Like, if I didn't go to other songs of his this would have been even more of a bitter review for me right i think that he is bending to trends in this album or this mixtape 
and that is not serving him well. So, and that is a problem. I his next one. I'm not a Caskey fan, but I will give his next one a shot just to simply see if this is the leftovers of something. Right on. That's fair. That's this, fair. This is a B-side mixtape. Uh, you should judge it as that. That's how I feel about it. Nice. So, Mad, what are we talking about next, man? What, what's, what is next week's or the next, next other next whatever in time, space? Yeah, we've been driving like every other week, haven't we? Uh, yep, yep. That's so, been uh, that's been the rate. So, what is the next project that we're talking about in, in two weeks? One of my all-time favorite albums, uh, "Faith No More" is the real thing. What year did it come out? Uh, it came out in '89. Yet is the most '90s thing in the world. How old were you in '89? One. <laughs> so seven. So it's uh like this. You can see where you find this, and then you go, oh. right. Like so, we'll talk about it more in the next. Well, show, we'll but... talk about it. We'll talk about it more. Uh, but. This is one of my. This is not my favorite album, even by faith, no more. To be honest, but okay, we'll get there. We'll get there. All right, guys, it's your boys, Mad Fister, and it's you're well, listening to, watching Killer Cuts, Sick Tapes, and we'll be back in two weeks to bring you Faith No More, the real thing. We'll talk to you guys later. Peace.